Companies that set out to change the world should stand for something, something that matters. For Tanium, it was managing and protecting the world's growing number of endpoints. Tanium empowers organizations to embrace digital transformation and change the way people both work and live. They help critical government agencies see what's coming, protect and defend five branches of the U.S. military, and more than half of the Fortune 100 rely on Tanium to manage and secure their critical assets. To learn more, visit Tanium.com. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. If you're a seeker, don't miss the inspiring book, Shamanic Awakening, Between the Dark and the Daylight. This remarkable work chronicles shamanic counselor and indigenously trained dream decoder Sander Cochran's 35 years of experience with diverse wisdom keepers throughout the Americas. Sandy's initiations across the British Isles, Turkey, Greece, and Egypt, combined with her knowledge of symbology, psychology, and myth, influence her dream blog and workshops. Sandy offers private readings, sacred international journeys, a meditative CD, and her book, Shamanic Awakening, to encourage you as you navigate your earthwalk and create a deeper connection to yourself. Find this and more at her website, starwalkervisions.com. Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiecki is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Gwilda Wiecki's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Science of Magic or endorsed in any manner by Gwilda Wiecki, Relmar McConnell Media Company, its affiliated networks, stations, or employees. Welcome to the Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiecka, a program dedicated to uncovering the unified nature of reality and humanity's ever-evolving place as truly galactic beings. For more information on the Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiecka, visit us online at www.thescienceofmagic.net. Welcome to the Science of Magic, a place where science and magic come together to transform fact into evolving truth. We're proudly coming to you through the ever-expanding X-Zone Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, and can also be found on our website, thescienceofmagic.net. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. This hour, we'll be exploring Collision Course. Wonkin Tonkin, the spirit that moves through all things, is the glue that binds all life together. From great spirit, all things come and return. When we fall out of balance, we only have to return to Wonkin Tonkin, and all things can be mended, my first shamanic teacher shared, trying to explain the spiritual aspect of shamanic healing. What do you mean, you have to die to heal? I inquired. At the ripe old age of 22, I was having a fair amount of trouble wrapping my mind around the concept. No, you need to return to source. All truth is found in the invisible. Great mystery holds true design. Things become sick when the design becomes distorted by our thoughts, words, and beliefs. Over the years I studied with him, he emphasized the importance of knowing ourselves, watching our thoughts, and being careful in the use of our words to ensure they were in alignment with the spirit that moves through all things. He taught me to use a shamanic trance, ritual, song, rhythm, herbs, and the elements to restore things to the balance of Wonkin Tonkin. Though I didn't understand how it worked, 
I saw the profound and consistent healing that resulted from the shamanic practice. After 40 years immersing myself in the study of innumerable shamanic traditions, many of them between 40 and 60,000 years old, I think I'm finally starting to understand. Yet my comprehension didn't come from any of the shamanic practices, but from an entire entry-level quantum physics class, where I found the scientific rendition of great mystery. Thinking about it now, it was inevitable that science and magic come together, as they're both on an unrelenting search for the truth of life. I came to understand that shamanism is an organized set of rituals designed to help the practitioner focus their natural ability to manage matter at the quantum level. Through this management, the shaman can correct the discrepancy between original design and what is manifested as a result of our distorted thoughts, words, and beliefs. Every one of us is interacting with the frequencies flowing from source, manifesting our conscious and unconsciousness into reality. This is why my old teacher was so mindful in all his thoughts, words, and deeds. Shaman are frequency masters. It's been their responsibility to correct frequency distortions causing divergence from original design. These distortions create imbalances and illness in person, place, thing, and in systems. We've almost eradicated shamanism from the planet, leaving no one to maintain equilibrium. The result? Growth imbalances causing physical illness, corrupt systems, terrorism, war, and environmental crises. All of our great teachers have been trying to tell us this one simple truth about life. We manifest reality. All religions were originally set into place to offer guidelines for responsibly wielding our natural power to create. Over the years, magic, shamanism, religion, and yes, even science, have become short-sighted, dogmatic, and polarized against each other. Yet at the base of every religion is an esoteric practice. Every esoteric practice is designed to consciously work at the quantum level of life to affect outcome. Science is dedicated to the study of how life works and how to work life. Science and mysticism are on a collision course with a truth that may very well save us all. Our guest this hour is author and theoretical quantum physicist Dr. Amit Goswami. He's a retired full professor from the University of Oregon's Department of Physics. He appeared in the film What the Bleep Do We Know? and its sequel, Down the Rabbit Hole, as well as the documentaries Dalai Lama Renaissance and the award-winning The Quantum Activist. Dr. Goswami is a pioneer of the new paradigm of science called Science Within Consciousness. After this break, I'll introduce Dr. Goswami, and together we'll explore the ancient practice of shamanism, quantum physics, and the science within consciousness. So don't go away. You're listening to The Science of Magic, thescienceofmagic.net. Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. How would you like to be able to read other people's minds? Well, the next best thing is here. When you know how to read a person's name, you know how the person thinks, feels, and behaves. Each letter in our name holds a key to unlock our true essence. Our name contains both our gifts and challenges in this lifetime. Mnemology science discovers personality secrets hidden in the placement of the letters of our names, including the first and last impression people remember about us. Sharon shows us how to interpret the arrangement of letters as outlined in her book, Know the Name, Know the Person. 
Sharon Lynn Wyeth created Nemology Science after 18 years of research and testing her theories and has supported thousands of people around the world in understanding themselves and others better. You'll enjoy Sharon's unique teachings as she shares her system to learn the gifts behind your given birth name. Even if you don't like your birth name, there are jewels in this book. If you're thinking of changing your name, ready to name your child, or wanting to get along better with others, this is the book for you. If you'd like to improve your relationships and change your life for the better, get the book today. Know the name, know the person. Or visit www.knowthename.com. That's www.knowthename.com. Take a step back in time and discover old Florida cuisine at Marsh Landing Restaurant in Felsmere, Florida. Enjoy delicacies such as frog legs, gator tail, catfish, and swamp cabbage, or enjoy the more traditional cuisine such as hand-cut Angus steaks, ribs, and seafood. Join us for breakfast with a southern flair featuring sweet potato pancakes, biscuits and gravy, and much more. Planning a party? Marsh Landing's private dining rooms can accommodate groups from 8 to 80 people. While you visit, enjoy the historic pictures, artifacts, and stories that line the walls. Marsh Landing is truly a unique experience. Marsh Landing Restaurant, 44 North Broadway in historic downtown Felsmere. Or visit marshlandingrestaurant.com. Marsh Landing, Old Florida cuisine at its best. Welcome back. This is the Science of Magic, dedicated to unification and evolution of consciousness. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. Our guest this hour is theoretical quantum physicist, Dr. Amit Goswami. He's a pioneer of science within consciousness and the author of innumerable books, including his latest, Quantum Economics, Unleashing the Power of an Economics of Consciousness. In his private life, Dr. Goswami is a practitioner of spirituality and transformation. He calls himself a quantum activist. His website is amitgoswami.org. That's A-M-I-T-G-O-S-W-A-M-I dot O-R-G. Dr. Goswami, thank you for joining us on The Science of Magic. My pleasure. I have to tell you that um, the the book, uh, not the book, the movie, um, Down the Rabbit Hole and What the Bleep Did We Know, I actually had people, um, it was required watching in my school of of shamanism because it really opened things up in such a lovely way. So um, I just really enjoyed those movies. I'm glad you see it that way. And actually, you know, I was equally impressed that you use, uh, without hesitation, quantum physics as the basis of uh, giving the theoretical foundation of shamanism. I really like that. <laughs> it's fun when it comes together at some point, isn't it? <laughs> so what is what is the science of consciousness? Well, uh, when we see uh, through the lens of quantum physics, um, every object is a possibility. Even material objects which appears to us as solid, they really are not solid like we think they are. They are not out there, outside of our consciousness. That's an illusion. How is the illusion created is what quantum physics helps us penetrate. So it, says it begins with possibility, and then uh, consciousness chooses out of these possibilities the actual event that we experience. In the process, consciousness, which is really a oneness, it becomes divided into a subject identified with our brain, looking at an object, which is the world. Now, so if we look at this way, then immediately shamanism starts making sense because uh, someone starts saying that, well, we have to go back to the source. Well, what is the source? Consciousness as the ground of being, which holds all the possibilities. We have to go back to that original possibilities, the way they were, not the possibilities that we modify and get conditioned with and then misuse and, you know, all kinds of things that gives us trouble. So, um, you know, that's the basis. Uh, it, it's, it's wonderful. Yeah, it is wonderful. So it's, it's um, let me see if I can understand what you're saying here. Because of our consciousness, we take the, the, the raw material at the quantum level and interpret it in creating our reality. But if our reality gets too far away from the natural design, that's when we start having difficulty and have to go back to source? Right. The the natural design is, is very clear. Um, in the Chinese way of looking at it, 
which is uh, yin and yang. Yang is the creative aspect and yin is the conditioned aspect. So conditioned aspect by nature is very necessary, of course. It's necess- necessary price we pay for manifestation. Manifestation gives us conditioning. We cannot help it. Uh, but the idea of yin and yang, and remembering it in the uh, Taoist philosophy is precisely that yin has to be balanced with yang, the creative aspect. And this is what you forget. So it's okay to be conditioned and have habits, but it's also imperative that we be active in feelings and uh, be creative about it every now and then so that that balance is maintained. Otherwise, we lose touch with the original. So long as we are in touch with the original source, um, the original blueprints, then the organ can function properly. But when we lose touch, when we are always using the conditioning and then our interpretation of conditioning, mental interpretation, which is worse, as you know, mind is a mischief maker. (laughs) So, you know, that's when we really start getting sick. So we're talking about getting physically sick, mentally sick, emotionally sick, and spiritually sick, aren't we? Yes, all of the above. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And yes. so the, the yin and the yang is kind of like a, a masculine and feminine, positive and negative aspects? We could put it that way. I don't like to uh, like it to be identified with male and female so much because that, that's a little more complex. I think that somebody um, made it that way and it has been popular, I know, but we should move away from identifying with male and female because, you know, these are creative and conditioning. It's present in in the male also as well as in the female as we experience maleness and femaleness. Um, uh, That probably was invented by at a time when women were subjugated and naturally, then uh, people looked at women as passive and therefore always conditioned, not able to handle creativity. And male look at us, you know, peacock-like, and so we are the one who will be creative. I think we should we should give that up. It, it's not male-female, but it is indeed the passive and active component, and it is indeed the conditioned and creative component. And without a balance of the two, we can't create, can we? That's right. Without the balance, um, we um, do not function very well. Um, Like if you have too much creativity, that doesn't work either. One has to understand there really has to be a balance. So what's the connection between spirituality, consciousness, and quantum physics? Okay, so um, spirituality is a higher notch. Now this is uh, what we just talked about, vital energies, the vital part of life, that's of course very essential and that's how we feel about things and then uh, there is another facility that we have that we are very much aware of we already have mentioned it that's the ability to think now uh, beyond this is uh, an ability which is more directly speaks to the qualities of consciousness itself much more close and those abilities come to us through intuition now we are getting closer and so by the time that we live and be aware, like the shamans, uh, the actual shamans who can guide us, they are not guided by either feeling or thinking. They are guided by their intuitions. Intuition is how creativity comes to us. And so um, uh, shamans know how to follow that up with the creative process. And that's why they are so effective in helping us to heal, helping us to reach the spiritual dimensions, even, you know, um, Vision Quest and all that. Uh, it's a beautiful program. Vision Quest is a very quantum program. <laughs> so the, um, the ability to um, intuit or use our intuition, does that get us closer to uh, the way life is working so that we can pick our sweet spot in it? Are we intuiting the way life is flowing and finding our place within it? Yeah, I, I would like the way that uh, you used, um, you really have some beautiful lines in, in your preamble. You said how life works and how to work life. So how life works is the in part of things. Um, in the beginning, it's all good. But how to work life is where we have to fit in creativity. And the more we align with the intuitive part, the more creative we become. And it becomes a flow to maintain the balance between the two aspects of things. 
So, you know, that is the whole uh, spiritual path. Um, spirituality enables us to, with the, with the know-how, uh, which becomes more and more a natural way of living. I call it quantum living. Quantum living is living creatively with what is possible and constantly uh, stretch ourselves to greater and greater potentialities to manifest in our life. In other words, life is not designed to be a static condition. Life is not that way. Life is different. That's the state of the non-living, uh, always the same. But um, the state of the living, the difference is how to work life is to realize that it's an infinite life. It has to evolve, and that evolution is part of life. It has to evolve in the same life. It has to evolve also as a totality of life. So anytime we lock down on belief systems or ways of being in the world, we're stopped and everything else is moving. That starts to build a lot of friction. How do you think we see that manifesting in the world right now? Well, the problem is, of course, you know, the bulk of the world becomes very attached to conditioning. And, of course, right now we see this in politics mostly, you know, the, in America, this is a, a huge concern of many people, including me. I'm not excluding me from, you know, um, we really have a sort of a Trump phobia. So it manifesting itself as a polarization of the two views, the old religious worldview based on Christianity, fundamentalist Christianity, and the uh, worldview of scientific materialism, and neither of them are complete. So when you have incomplete worldviews, belief systems running people, then obviously every system will go awry, and this is what is happening. How to get out of it? We have to integrate the two. But the thing is that the media is so um, focused on the immediate concerns that they never think that the worldview mistake is what is driving all these problems that we are having. Nobody talks about worldview because everybody has the belief that people are too stupid to understand the word worldview or the fact that their concepts guide their life. But people are not stupid. The thing is that, you know, popularity of Bernie Sanders already proved that people are quite smart, especially young people, so we should pay more respect. And these, these, uh, these commentators on television should all be thrown out and young people should be hired instead, and they should guide the programs. I think that would be a good recipe. A good, a good blessing there. So are you saying that uh, we are actually manifesting out of our worldview, and we have to be more aware of it? Yes, we have to be aware that the worldview is incorrect, worldview is incomplete, and unless we integrate the two worldviews, we obviously cannot even communicate, cannot even talk, cannot even settle on what we should do. So everybody is mistaken. Um, it is wrong to take our frustrations out on just one guy. Who created Trump? We did. It's not us versus them. We created Trump. We created these problems of economy, economy that we are having. We created the health crisis. We created the environmental crisis. Even that. Well, who started it? It's scientific materialism. Over-emphasis over on material goods and over-emphasis on consumption. Without consumption, we cannot have an economy, scientific materialist declared about uh, 50 years ago. And, and that's how we started this expanding, forever expanding economy. Who says it has to be that way? Can, why can't we have reduction? We can certainly reduce from the tremendous uh, standard of living that we have built, which cannot possibly be sustained throughout the world. So, you know, these are questions that everybody asks, but... People are designed that, no, there are no answers, so we just make noise and that's it. I like that, just make noise and then that's it. <laughs> <laughs> we are very nearsighted, aren't we, by just buying into the common denominator belief system and seeing no other options. Yes, exactly, exactly. So the shamanic uh, wisdom needs to be heard because shamans already, uh, so many millennia ago, pointed out, repeatedly again and again at every age that look we have to have creative attitude of constant change because life is in flux it never is a system that is static that is homeostatic it, it just doesn't work that way we're going to have to take a commercial break here uh, dr goswami and i will return to our discussion after this short break 
We're coming to you through the land of leading-edge paranormal broadcasting, the Exxon Broadcast Network. Hey, don't miss the other fine shows and hosts on the XZBN.net. You're listening to The Science of Magic, thescienceofmagic.net. I'm Gwilda Wiecka. We will be back, so don't you go away. Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. While science pursues fact, magic accesses the quantum level, bridging random facts to form truth. As long as science and magic remain separate and polarized, the truth cannot be known. I'm Gwilda Wiecka. Join me on the Science of Magic radio program, dedicated to unification and evolution of consciousness. During each episode, I'll be speaking with experienced and respected scientists and mystics. From astrologers to astronomers, from medical doctors to shaman, the scientific method to dowsing and intuition, we'll weave together information from seemingly divergent practices to promote unity and enlightenment. Join me, Gwilda Wiyaka, and the Science of Magic right here on the Mutual Broadcast Network. For more information, visit www.thescienceofmagic.net. Gibbs A. Williams, Ph.D., is a practicing psychoanalyst, supervisor, researcher, and author in New York City. Much of his life has been dedicated to understanding nature and the uses of meaningful coincidences or synchronicities. His radical and original non-Jungian, non-mystical, non-magical theory of synchronicities illuminates much of the fog surrounding this challenging and perplexing topic. His ideas and manners are fresh, presented in a style that is both entertaining and highly informative. He is also an expert on crisis intervention, specially focused on violence reduction for the police and citizens, mastering anxiety, frustration, and stress without the use of medication, and effectively preventing and treating heroin addiction. Dr. Williams can be contacted at his email address at gwwilliamsny11 at aol.com or visit his website at... Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone radio show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone broadcast network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365. True healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, 
and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. This is the Science of Magic, a place where magic and science come together to promote enlightenment. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. Our guest this hour is theoretical quantum physicist Dr. Amit Goswami. He's the author of Quantum Economics, Unleashing the Power of an Economics of Consciousness. Dr. Goswami, the mainstream viewpoint seems to see science and spirituality as diametrically opposed. Um, Can they be integrated? And if so, how are we going to do that? Well, it has already been integrated. The clues are everywhere. The science of integration has been developed in the past two decades. It works. And uh, so many applications are already being made. So paradigm is already shifting. The uh, challenge is to shift the worldview. Now, I should go back a little because it, it may not be so obvious to, of course, it's not obvious. It's obvious to you. But um, the thing is that in 1982, an experiment was done which conclusively proved that there is two domains of reality, not one, like scientists assume. If you have one domain of reality, then scientific materialism would have made complete sense. And um, basically, uh, the idea of spirit, um, etc., would be ad hoc, like in holism. Um, that sounds good philosophically, but it really is ultimately not very attractive because it's just false. So quantum physics clearly establishes in theory, proposed in 1935 by no other than Einstein, how to check it. Of course, he didn't believe it himself, but in 1982, Alain Aspey in France verified that yes, there are indeed two domains of reality. But the second domain is absolutely fascinating because here communication is instantaneous, does not require any signal. What does it mean? Now, if you have a closed mind, you don't see the meaning immediately. But if you uh, start examining what it means to have signalless communication, at once communication, it means that there is oneness in this domain. There is no separateness between anything. All things are interconnected instantly which means that all things are just that one thing. And what is that one thing? Well, mystics told us a long time ago, 3,000 years ago. Shamans told us for thousands of years, even longer than 3,000 years. You know, nobody knows how old the shamanism is. So, you know, we have known this, this oneness, uh, forever and ever. And this oneness is the bridge between science and spirituality. If you base science on the oneness, then uh, the two are integrated from the get-go. There is no division. There is no reason to think of any division. Then the problem becomes the opposite, how the one becomes many. So what I have done and others have done of my ilk is for the last two decades is to develop a paradigm where we explain how the one becomes many, taking away that one objection that materialists have always raised against the spiritual tradition or shamanistic traditions. But now that problem has been solved in the last two um, decades. So uh, that is why now we can talk about worldview change, because we, we know that the new paradigm of science works. It's already being applied, finding new um, medicines for a new age, new systems of health, or I should say revitalizing old systems too, and um, shamanic system is one of them. Ayurveda, Chinese medicine, these things are now legitimate, scientific. But in addition, we have developed mind-body healing techniques, quantum healing techniques, which are completely new, which we didn't know before. So in this way, the new paradigm is already in the way. So what we need, scientists need, is your help to publicize that and bring it to focus for common people to recognize that, look, the paradigm shift is taking place in science, take notice, because, of course, still the old paradigm scientists by far outnumber the new paradigm scientists. It's, the ratio is something ludicrous, you know, like 95% probably still the old paradigm scientists and only 5% worldwide uh, of the new paradigm scientists. So you really have to 
look into internet very carefully, uh, type in words like consciousness, then only you get in touch with us. Or you listen to shows like this, and then you get in touch with us because this show obviously invites many quantum scientists to talk about the new paradigm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just fascinating, is it? You know, and this kind of we're kind of talking about the observer effect here, aren't we? It's like the yes, old style. So yeah. Yeah, the old style of science bases everything upon scientific experimentation, and yet it's been proven that the observer has their opinions or their beliefs or their uh, intention or expectation has an effect on outcome. That's because we are not separated from what we're doing. Is that correct? That is basically correct, but it goes even further. The observer is an essential aspect of how manifestation arises in the first place. Quantum possibilities would remain forever quantum possibilities if, if we um, did not have this idea of observer. It's a circular idea because, um, you know, idea is it's actually a problematic idea because observer itself, of course, is possibility according to quantum physics. So to figure, out, figure that out, that out of that circularity, we need observer to manifest the uh, possibilities into actuality. But observer itself is not actual until the manifestation has taken place. That circularity gives us the idea that there must be circularities like that in our brain or in a living cell. I call it tangled hierarchy. And uh, this circularity is what generates the capacity of consciousness identifying with these special vehicles. And uh, those special vehicles then become alive for the living cell and conscious for the uh, brain. And that's how we experience the world as separate from ourselves. But this concept have to wait till we had the experimental verification that quantum physics is leading us to the right direction. Because before that experiment, uh, literally, you know, I struggled and struggled and struggled and could not find any way of understanding quantum physics, uh, you know, struggle and struggle and then this experiment gave us faith in what quantum physics is saying. Then only within three years of that experiment, uh, insight came to me and the new science was born. That's fantastic. Do you see us as creating our reality through our natural interaction at the quantum level? Would you speak to the, this creative potential? Yeah, we, we, we continue to um, apply the creative potential and, and uh, continue to manifest the creative potential within us, following the creative process, following, the, following up the intuitions that are constantly coming to us. The intuitions is our connection to that deep source in shamanism. Intuition, if we follow up intuition, we cannot miss the way our life is intended to be. So by following our intuition, we're following the natural order? We are following the natural order. Intuitions are the highest level of experience that human beings can have. Uh, I don't know the future, if there will be higher beings than human beings, but the human being, if we listen to our intuitions, we follow the natural order. They, they, that is the challenge. People who don't no, you know, this is where scientific materialism is really leading us astray because they say all the things that come to us through intuition are not really uh, talking us about great truth, but instead uh, truth is relative. Truth, is, uh, truth comes about because of uh, sociological uh, forces. So, you know, that is that relativity of truth is what got us Fox News and now Donald Trump. We have to recognize that truth has to be absolute in order for science to make sense, in order for living to make sense, in order for creativity to make sense. So, you know, these archetypes of intuition, they have to come back in our society, they have to come back in our lives, and we have to allow to live life with these intuitions. It's a, you know, initially it seems a little bit strange because we don't know what things are, you know, like what is love, how do I live it? But you know, our spiritual teachers have given us some good hints. Begin there. Like Jesus has uh, beautiful ideas. Love your neighbor. It starts very simply. Love your neighbor. You want to investigate the archetype of love? Start with loving your neighbor. Or even better, I says love with your uh, love your romantic lover. You know, that's the beginning. At 16, we all have these romantic feelings, and and we can learn to love right there. Okay, but love your neighbor is good too. But then. 
Jesus takes you to advanced schooling. Advanced schooling says, love your enemy. Well, okay, so now the training for Americans is okay. How do I uh, object to Trump's every action and still love him, not separate him, not separate like he is them, he is demon. No, not like that. He is us. We created him. Uh, but still, we have to at once oppose him and still love him, not demonize him. So in that, in that way, it, you know, that is the practice. That is the, we have been given, Americans, all liberals included, uh, have been given the task of learning to love uh, in the next four years. If we don't, we will be in peril because we, have, we will have created a division which can, God knows what that will lead to. Trump, if he gets agitated, he may very well push the nuclear button. Think about that one. It's so important that we come together, and the only way we can come together is through loving everything. Is that pretty much what you're saying? Well, um, yeah, and you see the challenge of that. I mean, loving everything is the ultimate challenge, right? Because nothing is separate from us. So we create everything. So the trick is that to be able to differentiate between loving and uh, at the same time not get carried away to identify the person with what the person is saying, what the person is doing, those things they can oppose. It, uh, loving does not mean that I approve what you are saying or approve what you are doing, but I, I can oppose what you are doing and what you are saying and still love you because your essence is the same as my essence. And that's the, uh, that's the difficult part of learning to love. Learning to love is to, to allow you to maintain your difference from me and still love. Actually, President Obama did a pretty good job in his parallel address point trying to point this out it is very difficult to to recognize you know but the basis of democracy is this idea that how do we handle people who absolutely do not agree with anything that we value and still maintain the respect for them why do we respect them because they are us they are not separate that's so difficult for, for a lot of us to wrap our heads around, is that there is no separation, and it all comes back to that, doesn't it? Yes, it comes back to that. And this is why shamans remind us constantly, go back to the source, go back to the source. Source In the source, we are all the same, all united. And when we see that, then the question becomes, why is the unity expressing itself in such different ways today? What do we need when different things collide with each other, creating a crisis that makes room for new creativity? And, and when, we, when we recognize, you know, like the Chinese uh, meaning of the word crisis is an ideogram which gives you both danger and opportunity. You have to see the creative opportunity in this situation. Everywhere we need creativity, creative thinking. This is why your show is so appropriate. It's like... Creativity is the magic. We're going to have to pick up with creativity and magic on the other side of another break. Dr. Gizwami and I will be back shortly. You're listening to The Science of Magic, thescienceofmagic.net, the place where altruistic professionals of science and the esoteric create common ground for the betterment of our world. We're brought to you by the leader in paranormal, spirituality, and alternative health programming, the X-Zone Broadcast Network, xzbn.net. including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net.
Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Dr. Carl O'Helvey, founder, president of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Wouldn't you love to know the secret to everything? Well then, meet Dr. Kimberly McGeorge and her cutting-edge breakthrough knowledge that combines science with possibility. Dr. Kimberly brings real-life answers and healing to those open to alternative solutions. She teaches solution-based programs and classes that will change all areas of your life forever. Specializing in conscious creation, intuitive readings, and energy medicine, you can rapidly shift health, relationships, business, and money and abundance challenges quickly. Receive her best-selling book, Secret to Everything, at no cost by going to secrettoeverything.com forward slash X zone. That's right. Transformation can start now. Just go to secrettoeverything.com forward slash X zone and receive Dr. Kimberly's book for free. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an 8-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500-plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. You're listening to the X-Zone Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. Welcome back. This is the Science of Magic, bringing together gifted people of service to the world. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiyaka. Our guest this hour is theoretical quantum physicist Dr. Amit Goswami, the author of Quantum Economics, Unleashing the Power of an Economic Consciousness. Uh, Dr. Goswami, would you explain your latest book, The Quantum Economics? You speak of creating a new paradigm in economics and business for the 21st century. Would you describe your vision in that? Well, the vision is really quite simple. The consciousness-guided science demands it. The idea of Adam Smith uh, was developed in the 18th century when materialist science was just developing in terms of technology applications, industry, that kind of thing. Technology came a little bit later. The, the word is used now, but industry, let's say that way, the uh, railroads and engines and eventually automobiles, and of course, those are the big things. And 
um, all kinds of industrial development that change our life, electricity. So uh, we have become very used to this endowed uh, technology. You know, everybody has a cell phone, and that's a good thing. But we also have become very wasteful. Um, and of course, the material goods, uh, material consumption, material production, uh, this kind of thing is running out, running out of fundamental problem with how much energy do we have in terms of the fossil fuel reserve that Earth has provided us. We had a lot, but in the past couple of centuries, we have really been exhausting them very fast. And also we are polluting the world. So something called global climate change has taken place. Um, the effects are everywhere. So the solution everybody talks about, and you can even see it in hotels, good thing. And solution is the definition of three new R's. Uh, our first R is recycle. Second R is reuse. Those things are relatively easy to do, and people are doing that. But the third R is reduce. And this one is very tough because people refuse to reduce. They don't want to reduce their standard of living. Now, could we make them reduce by force? For example, in autocratic countries like China, could they do it? Well, they try, but they, they can't because, you know, coercive actions, people just don't listen. So how to reduce? So here is the idea of transformation that spiritual traditions are talking about and struggling about comes in. And um, people have been tried to transform in order to be able to reduce, and that is going on also for millennia. But you know, it hasn't worked. It is very tough to transform. So the idea of quantum economics is very simple. How Abraham Maslow, the great psychologist, pointed it out in the 1960s that we have a hierarchy of needs. We not only need the material, we also need higher experiences. Uh, we need experiences of feeling, especially positive feelings. We need experiences of high thinking. You know, printing press made a huge difference in our civilization because we were able to share our thinking with others. And we also need, as we talked earlier, the intuitions to guide our life. Uh, these are higher needs. And Maslow made a very important point that if our lower needs are satisfied, we are no longer struggling with survival, then our need for higher things of life, higher pursuits of happiness open up, and, and, and we should satisfy them. And then Maslow made a very important psychological observation. He said, the more we satisfy these higher needs, our need for the lower stuff, survival stuff, reduces. And that's the key to reduction. This reduction, reduce is not a magical thing, or maybe it is in the sense that you talk about magic, but it's all scientific. If we start transforming by consuming these higher needs, you see, we are consuming. But we have to first understand, uh, because this consumption is a bit subtle. Material consumption comes easily. You know, nobody has to be taught how to have sex. Nobody has to taught how to eat. So those consumptions are easy, but in order to consume good feelings like love, as you were discussing earlier, you have to be taught, and that's the problem. But if we initially start making them as available in the economic market, in the market arena, then that problem is solved. Suppose I don't have to be taught how to love, but I find somebody like Jesus in the, in the neighborhood, and so whenever I need some love, I just go and live in his proximity for a while, an hour or two, for which I pay him. You know, we can pay him, and that supports his lifestyle. So he can, he can go on and loving, and that's all he does. He just loves people. Then that way, both are being served. He's the producer, and me is the consumer. I, get, I buy love from him, but guess what? If I continue to buy love from a man like Jesus, then I start thinking, why can't I be like him? And I start working on it. And the, the, that method, of course, is also subtle techniques. We go to shamans, we go to spiritual teachers, and we say, teach me love. But now I'm motivated, so I learn to transform. So this, this way, there will be a new definition of what a consumer is, new definition of what a producer is, and we'll have a subtle economy. 
And that subtle economy I have been able to show solves all the problems we have with economics today, like the uh, ups and downs, boom and bust that we suffer from. Our guest this hour is theoretical quantum physicist Dr. Amit Goswami. He's the author of Quantum Economics, Unleashing the Power of Economics of Consciousness. His website is amitgoswami.org. That's A-M-I-T-G-O-S-W-A-M-I dot O-R-G. So um, why do you think this new paradigm is possible at this particular time in history? Well, the crisis is very clear, isn't it? I mean, if we look, it, it comes in both ways, right? If, if, we, if we go on depending on material goods, uh, all these things, all these temporary solutions that have been suggested, they are only measures to satisfy our intellect. But you know what? It really does not solve the problem, like carbon tax. It's a good idea. I support it. But, you know, this is not the ultimately the answer. People have to reduce. Otherwise we will suffer more and more. Um, Oregon, Eugene, where I live, where I'm speaking to you from, was a lovely place to uh, in the winter because it never snowed. But now we already have uh, three bouts of snow. It's, it is too much. I know. I, I'm sorry that I'm here, not in a warm, warmer place. <laughs> so, uh, you know, like that, everybody is suffering. Californians are, are having constant droughts and weather has just changed in different places and it's not on the good side. So very soon it will show up in affecting our agriculture and things will really be bad. And this is what the nature of crisis is. Crisis points us to urgency and we need the urgency to really think of radical solutions. You know, everybody talks about changing capitalism, but they don't know how. So this book points out that this is the natural course where capitalism has to go because Adam Smith's idea was based on only material experience. But we have four types of experience, in fact five, because the experience of the source, the wholeness, that is also part of our very elevated experience. And we can have these experiences as, as economic commodities. This is the part we have missed before. But economics required measurable commodities, and the measurement part was lacking. But now we can measure the energies of life, vital energies. We can measure mental energies that we call thought. Um, and these measurement abilities were changing things, and that's what making these commodities part of economic market arena, because without measurement, we cannot buy and sell them. You know, if you spend an hour with me uh, getting love, but you need some measurement to guarantee that, yes, you got love. So <laughs> before you come to me, I measure your uh, love in your heart. And then after you leave, I measure you again. And you see that, yes, your love is now better in your heart chakra. And that will give you the satisfaction that, yes, you have, you have bought something which can be measured. It seems like biofeedback helps us a lot in this way, too. It's like um, I worked with a lot of biofeedback experts, and we could actually see the results of what I was doing shamanically, and that really helped me get confidence and figure out what worked better and what didn't work as well. Is that what you're saying about measurement and our ability this to get is feedback? What I'm yeah. And this is what I'm saying, and, 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 and my hope is, you know, there are already machines which measure aura. My hope is that the with the help of um, the technology, just refining the technology a little bit more, we can probably uh, show on a monitor as the person is spending the time meditating that hour with the, uh, with the realized person, happy person, loving person, the, he can check the monitor and intend uh, for the monitor also to show what is going on. And indeed, the monitor will continue to show that, yes, uh, love is going up in the heart chakra. The aura is changing. And that would be um, that would uh, help uh, propound this idea better. So the technology will, better, will work much better if we built in uh, by feedback. Of course, it's already working that way because what we do is uh, the shaman or the healer works on a person and then the person goes back home and uh, continues to work uh, self-healing, placebo, whatever you want to call it, and then comes back and gets another dose. And this is thought of a ball feedback. 
But this is about feedback without taking help of a machine. Time flies and we're out of it. But this is certainly the place where science and magic comes together. Thank you for being with us. Our guest this hour has been theoretical quantum physicist Dr. Amit Goswami. His website is amitgoswami.org. This has been the Science of Magic. Remember, you can always listen to past thought-provoking episodes on our website, thescienceofmagic.net. Until next time, dear ones, may you be blessed with knowledge and comforted with love as you engage quantum thinking to transform your world. Thank you.